Amen. Now, if you're free, praise him like you're free. Come on, if you're free, put your hands again. Let, let, him, let him know you're thankful to be free. My goodness, I tell you, it's awesome, awesome, awesome to see you this morning. Once again, welcome to Faith Renewed Outreach Center. I believe today your faith is going to be renewed. Amen? Amen. We're glad you're here. I love first-time guests, and I'm thankful for days like this where sometimes folks may come see us who normally don't. And if this is your first time, thank you for doing that. Thank you for coming by and hanging out. We know you probably passed a lot of churches on your way to this one, and I'm thankful that you come and you, you welcome, you come into this place, and I hope you feel welcome today. Good to see David, uh, an old friend and his family, and uh, good to see uh, Vince. We've been, I believe, speaking over the telephone and uh, having a good time for a couple of times. We've had church just over the telephone. You know, the Bible says just two people getting together and, uh, and just over, the, over Jesus' name, over the word, you can have, you can have church. That's what's awesome. That's what I love about a theater. Uh, it's, just, it's just awesome. We, people show up to worship, and, and we get together in his name, and that's what we can have, and that's what we can do. But more than that, that's what we are with the church. Amen? We're the church. But again, happy Easter. I'm glad you're here. I like to call it Resurrection Sunday because we celebrate the fact that our Lord is alive, and uh, it's just an awesome day. This is a celebration day. Uh, you go to some places, and uh, it may seem like a funeral service. It's not a funeral service, it's a celebration service. And I, I, I believe that we serve a risen God. So again, if this is your first time, thanks for being with us. We hope you've already got a, a first-time guest card and filled that out. If you haven't, please do so. I just want to have a record of you coming and being with us today. But I know this about our church. I've been around them long enough now to know that they love, absolutely, think they're some of the greatest people that God's ever created. They love first-time guests. Do you not? Amen. Y'all never let me down. Y'all never let a brother down. Thank you for that. But we are glad. Thank you for all those who helped make yesterday happen. We had an awesome, our third annual Easter explosion. It was just an incredible time hanging out. Just a beautiful day. Thank God for sunshine. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm so thankful for sunshine. It was awesome. Just a beautiful day. And again, thank you for all those who come out. I ate some good food and had a good time celebrating and even got to show my horseshoe throwing skills for a few moments. So, um... No amens for those who saw that. Y'all knew I'm, I was lying right there, but, uh, but it was fun. We had a good time and, uh, in, in the process. Brother Joel carried me. I hope his back's not sore from carrying me the whole time we played uh, horseshoes, but uh, it was just a fun time, and again, just so thankful that you came out. Thank you to Escalate. Can we let our kids' ministry know how much we're thankful for what they're doing? It's so cool. We got to see yesterday, last Sunday what God's been doing through their drama ministry, but it's just, it's just so exciting. If you, if you have little ones, I can promise you this about this, this church. There, there's a ministry meeting right in the, in the theater right down below us called Escalade, and they really are taking kids to another level, and they're doing something in those li kids' lives, and they're teaching them the Word of God, and, and it's just so neat. I had one of the young men who was at the Easter explosion yesterday. Uh, I, was, I was talking to him and his mom, and just a young man, and uh, they have been here, I believe, twice, and they came and just hung out with us yesterday, and he was jumping up and down, pulling on his mom, and he said, I want to go to that church all the time. All the time. And I was like, amen. You go, son. You preach, right? That's a good word. But uh, so again, I promise you, your kids will be loved on and they'll be, uh, they'll be taught the word of God, which is what it's all about. Amen. Well, who's ready for the word of God? Amen. This is a word, church. If this is your first time, we love it. We believe this book. We believe this is a book that you can live your life by. Not just some old ancient history. It is history, but it's also present. And it's also future. 
Amen. He was a God who was, is, is to come. Amen. He's Alpha, Omega, first, last, and he's an incredible God today. So do this. Take your Bible, Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. This is not where my, te- my, my text is coming from, from my message today. I just like this verse. So I just want to read it, because I can. And you can too. So I just love it. I believe Pastor Stephen opened up with this one. Did you not? Amen. I, I love this. So I'm going to read this, and then we're going to go to uh, the gospel story of the resurrection. It normally doesn't get preached much on Easter. It's in, it's in the John chapter 20. So do this. Mark Matthew 28. Put your finger there and flip over to John chapter 20 and mark it. Write on your pages when you do it. Sounds good. I love that. That's cool. I'm just saying, I mean, you know, again, you go to some places, you never hear that in church. That's sad. But we hear it here and we believe this book. Amen. Matthew chapter 28, verse 6, again, just because I can. It says this. It says, and this again, this is uh, the angel speaking from the point of view of uh, sitting inside a tomb that was empty. (laughs) Just him and some clothes hanging out. So uh, this 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 is what he said. He is not here, for he is risen. Good gracious alive. Come on, give him just one more just praise. If you love it, I'm telling you, man. I'm so full right now of the Holy Spirit. I close the book right now and go home and feel feel like I didn't have me some Jesus today, but we're not. We're going to go to John chapter 20. And we're going to hold it right there. We're going to find that spot. We're going to pray together. How about that? Let's pray. God, thank you. Thank you for every person that's in this place today, God. Thank you for for every first-time guest, every faithful member, and Lord, those that you are taking to that place, God. I thank you for each one of them today, God. And I thank you, Lord, today that you are alive. God, we, we know today, Lord, that we're not speaking to a dead God. We're speaking to a risen Savior who hears us, who answers us today, God, that we can have a relationship with today, God. And Lord, today, I thank you, Lord, that you've brought in people who may have never been here, some who have been coming maybe for the last couple of years, God. But today, God, Lord, they can have that relationship with you if they do not, God. Thank you for making that available to us. Thank you for de- defeating death hell, the grave, and sin for us, God, so that we can be free to worship you, free to, be, free to praise you, and Lord, we just love you once again. Thank you for being alive. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the grave, and thank you, Lord, for being alive, and we love you today in Jesus' name. Sit with me, church. Amen. Amen. I am so thankful he's alive, and I, it's really neat to know that when you're praying as a believer, if you're a Christian, there are some people who pray and talk to their God and are talking to a God that's not alive. And they are wishing and hoping, and maybe, maybe God will hear them if, if, if they're not a Christian, not a believer in Jesus Christ. But our God is alive. I love that. I'm so thankful that when we prayed Friday, it was just, it was just an assurance. As we laid hands on Pastor Stephen and as we anointed him with oil and as we prayed the prayer of faith, that the God that I serve, that, that we talk about and we sing about, was hearing us. It's so amazing, and we celebrate that today. I love, I love this day. I love Easter today, and I love celebrating it. And uh, it reminds me of a, of a story that I heard. There was a new kids pastor. Kids pastor, you're going to love this one. There was a new kids pastor who was very excited about getting a job as a kids ministries pastor. It was the very first Sunday was Easter Sunday. 
so excited about being able to go in and spend time with these kids and hear what word is being poured into them and, and find out where they're at in their walk and, and find out where God's going to take them to. So the very first Sunday, walked in with excitement. And if you've ever been in ministry, it's something about that first day. It's just, it, it gets you so pumped. But they walked in and were so excited. And, and, they looked, and they looked at the kids and they said, do you know why Easter is so important? Do you know why we celebrate this day and we set it aside from any other day? And one of the little girls lifted up her hand and said, I know, I know, I know why. It's because that's the day that we get to dress up in our pilgrim's outfits and in our Indian outfits. And we get to eat turkey and dress it in gravy. I love Easter. And the kids' pastor said, oh, dear Lord, what church have I done showed up into? Where, what have they been teaching these kids? And they said, no, that's not it. And the little boy looks over at her and said, no, that's, that's not it, Sally. I, I know. Easter is when we go out and we buy a tree. And we decorate that tree. Oh, and we get presents. He's a future preacher, so he said presents. And, 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 and he said, it's, it's when we get to celebrate the, what, what, what the awesome, awesome, awesome time that Jesus was born. And, and the kid's pastor just scratched her head and didn't want to upset the little child, but said, no, that's not it either. Another little boy raises up his hand and says, Pastor, I, I know. Easter... That's when we celebrate that Jesus came. He died. They hung him on a cross, and they laid him there. And, and, and after he died and gave his life for us, they put him into a grave, and he laid there for three days. Man, it was an amazing time. The, the kids' pastor eyes began to light up and said, finally, somebody understands what I'm talking about. Somebody understands what this thing's all about. And the teacher smiled. She said, then what happens? He said, everybody gathers around the tomb. And as he comes out, they wait to see if he sees his shadow. And if he sees his shadow, he goes back in. And they have six more weeks of winter. How many knows that just a little bit of the truth won't change your life? Come on. How many knows that just a little bit of the truth, you, but you, you need the whole truth, nothing but the truth, so help me God. And the truth is that he is alive forever. Amen. Settles it in a discussion. He's alive. Amen. Give him a praise offering. Ah, oh, he's alive. It's so awesome. And over the last couple of weeks, we've been celebrating around here. I tell you, we've been in the middle of a series called Off the Chain, and how we've been looking at the power of the cross of Calvary, how powerful the cross is and what is significant about the cross and about what Jesus did for us. The cross is so much more than just something we wear around our necklace or something we wear on a T-shirt, but we've taken it off the chain. But it is a message that we take to a lost and dying world. It is an amazing. I love the cross of Calvary. I I love what it represents. It's so powerful. It's so powerful what took place on the cross. It's so powerful what took place even before the cross. Yesterday at the Easter explosion, it was, it was so exciting. I was sitting there and I was hearing the story that Miss April was sharing and she was talking about what Christ had went through for us and how he was beaten and how he was bruised and how he gave his life for us. And I was talking to Mrs. Campbell and we were, we were sitting there talking about how awesome and how powerful and how we're so thankful what Jesus did for us on the cross. 
And we begin to even talk about the movie, The Passion, and, and, it, and, it, and it's such a, such a powerful portrayal of what Jesus did for us and how he gave his life. And I believe even as great a job as they did, I don't think we can really understand what he did for us. He did suffer for us. He did give his life for us. And he, 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 he gave so much on the cross for us. He gave his life. And he made salvation available to each and every one of us. So amazing. I'm so thankful for the cross. I love it. I'm so thankful. It was on the cross that he, he purchased and paid for our, our, our salvation. It's on the cross. And we have to understand the cross that we can have life because he gave his. Amen. We can have salvation because he bought it for us. He purchased us and redeemed us and paid a price for us that we could not pay. I'm so thankful for the cross. I love it. I love it. But what I love even so much more is what happened. And it leads us to where we're at today. That greatest story ever told didn't end on the cross. Come on, the greatest story, it didn't happen there. When he spoke three of the most powerful words ever spoken by anyone, when he, he stretched out his hands, he said, it is finished. He settled forever the sin issue for us. Do you understand that? He settled forever the sin issue. Anything that we've done could ever do, he took it for us. The Bible says the one who knew no sin became sin for us. Well, some of you sit there and you say, that, Pastor, I'm, I'm messed up. You don't know. No, you don't know what all he took for you. He's done it all for you. He paid the price for you. And when he said these things, it is so amazing. I love it. And he gave up his life for us. And what he did after that is amazing to me. And it's a resurrection celebration today. He gave his life for us. He conquered death. He conquered hell. He conquered the grave. And I believe this. Three days later, he arose and he is alive. Amen? He's alive. He is awesome. He is awesome. That's the God we serve today. I, I, yes, in our second stage, and, and we went into Miss Sharon's uh, 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 shelter, and as we began to hear about what happened in the tomb, and again, I love the story. I was taking a little group through it, and, and as we were sitting there, and I, I had Caleb and I had Cole with me. And for those of you who don't know, Caleb's my four-year-old, and Cole is, is Matt and Serena's four-year-old. And as we were sitting there, and as they were hearing the story, their eyes were just getting so big, and they were like, man, this is awesome. And they had an awesome little tent set up signifying the tomb. And Miss Sharon said this, said, you can go inside and see that he's not there. And they walk into the tomb, and, and they get in there, and they look around, and they said, He's gone. Man, how awesome is that? He's gone. You know what? He's not there. But he is here today for us. Through the Spirit of God. He's here for us. And we celebrate today Resurrection Day. Wow. I love it. The word resurrection means this. I want to impress you with my knowledge. It is the word anastasis. And it means this. It means literally, in the Greek, it means to restore to life. Man, if y'all could have heard my prayer time this week. God, restore life today. Lord, restore. There's going to be dead places in people. Lord, restore it today. And it's what he's doing and it's what he's going to do before you leave if you allow him to do so. It means restoration of life. It means this. It means to stand up again. Oh, man, I love it. When you get into Ephesians 6 and you start hearing, hearing words spoken by Paul saying, above all else, you just stand. 
Amen. There's some of you feel like you're down today. You're struggling. You're battling. And you may feel like you've never been able to get on your feet, but today you're going to stand again. Amen. Because there's resurrection power in what he did for us. It is amazing what God has done for us. And I believe this today in the spirit of God that you're going to stand today. You're going to stand stronger than you've ever been. You're going to stand stronger and more taller than you've ever been in Christ if you will receive today and walk in the resurrection power. Because this is how this thing works. He was resurrected so that we could be resurrected people. So that we could be resurrected people. In our text today, and amen, I done had some church already before we got to the text. In our text today, John chapter 20, if you're there, say amen. If you're not, say hold on. All right, I'll let you get there. Amen. John chapter 20. <laughs> I love this, this version of the story of the resurrection. doesn't get preached much because that verse in there that I read a while ago that about him being risen is not in this one, even though we know he is because of what's said. And uh, pastors really love to preach that on Easter, just to be honest. I'm very transparent from the stage, and we, that preach is good. He's risen. Mm. Amen, and it is. He, is. he is risen. But listen to what happens in the story, and it, it is so powerful. John chapter 20, verse 1. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Then she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciples whom Jesus loved and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Peter therefore went out and the other disciple and were going to the tomb. Now, this other disciple that you were reading about, this actually John. That's actually the guy who penned this thing. So you're going you to hear him talk about bragging on himself a little bit. He's talking about the other disciple that Jesus loved. And, and you're going to hear just a minute how, how quick he is and how he's faster than Peter and all these things. But he, he's bragging a little bit. And I believe if you know Jesus and know Christ, we should be bold and she should not be ashamed of that. But he was saying, he was saying that he's the one that Jesus knows. But verse 4 says this. They both ran together and the other disciple outran Peter. There it is. To the tomb first. He got the gold medal. Peter... Came in second. And he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen cloths lying there, yet he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him, and they went into the tomb, and he saw the linen cloths lying there, and the handkerchief that had been around his head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded together in a place by itself. Jesus was a God of order. Amen? Decency and order. I believe we should be too. Amen? Amen. Amen. I'm just keep going. Then the other disciple who came to the tomb first went in also, and he saw and believed. That was verse 8. For as yet they did not know the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again to their own homes. Now I just want to stop there for just a second. This is, this is one thing about, that kind of blows my mind just a little bit about our text today. That these guys who have followed Jesus around who had watched miracles and signs and wonders and all the incredible things that Jesus had, did, had done. He watched these things, and they even heard him on, on, on a couple of occasions try to prepare them for what was going on, try to get them ready for what was going to take place, and even told them that after three days, I'm going to come again. And, but this blows my mind about this story. They heard all these things, had, had, had heard it from Jesus himself, get to the place, walk in, and he's not there, and they go home. 
And I just began to think, how many times do we, do we hear things from his word? How many times do we, do we really, God will promise us, say things, and we even see it, and, and we experience God, and we encounter him, and, and we come to church, and the pastor brings in an awesome word. Amen? Okay. Amen. Brings this awesome word. Worship was incredible. The spirit of God was so heavy. And you leave that place, and we just go home. Wow. Greatest event of all uh, mankind had ever taken place happened, and these guys just went home. But somebody hung around. We'll talk about her in, in just a minute in more detail. But Mary, verse 11, stood outside the tomb weeping, and as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb. She saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. Then they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Now when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. Verse 15, Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? I want to look at a couple of things in this text today that I believe hinders us and stops us from really being resurrection people, from operating in and walking in and, and experiencing the full resurrection of Christ and, and, and walking in the power and the authority that God's given us, walking in the authority that he purchased for us on that cross and what he did when he defeated death, hell, and the grave. I, I want to talk for just a couple of minutes about some of the hindrances. If you, Again, there's a place on your bulletin. Jot these down. Some of the things that hinder us today and some of the things that keep us from becoming resurrection people. Some of the, some of the even I believe this, some that even has us in a place like Mary to where we're weeping. <laughs> Let's look at a couple of them. The first one takes place in verse 1, and, and it says this in verse 1. It says, Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early while it was still dark. While it was still dark. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been in a place where you, you know God says something. You know you've read something, you've heard a pastor preach something, and, and, and you, you know it, but you're in a place where just everything just seems dark, and there seems to be a struggle, and, and, and you may be going through even today, even through a tough time, and, and you're wondering, why am I in this place? We're talking about resurrection, but I feel like I'm in the dark. We're talking about my God being alive, but it feels like it's so dark in my life. Listen to what happened. The S-O-N had already risen when she was in this situation. Now, she's not waiting on him to, 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 to come back and, 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 and defeat death, hell, and the grave. He has already done it. Hear this. He has already did this. The S-O-N has already raised from the dead. He's already defeated, but it was still dark to her. It was still dark to her. She was still in a dark place. And I want you to understand, this word dark, it means so much more than just the position of the S-U-N 
on the axis and where the earth is rotating and, and the reason that sometimes at night is dark when we go to bed and light when we wake up. There's so much more being said here than that. And you have to kind of really dig into the word of God to find out some of these things. But the actual word darkness there in the Greek is this. It is the word scotia, S-C-O-T-I-A. And it, and it just means so much more. It's the same word that is being used in John 12, verse 46, when Jesus says this. Listen, he says this. I have come as a light into the world that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. Now hear this. She was in Scotia. She was in darkness in this place. The S-O-N had already risen, but she was in a place of darkness because this is what the word actually means. It means sin. It means evil, obscurity, ignorance. In the New Testament, it means this. It's usually described as something or someone who is ignorant of the truth. And I believe a lot of us are in dark situations and we're in dark times because, again, this is not a put down, but because a lot of times we're ignorant to what this word says about us. We don't even understand how powerful all that he says. But when he says something in here and when we get this word inside of our heart and we begin to live by this thing, things begin to happen because this is what happens. He expels the darkness. I was amazed, and I, I didn't even really look at the words that were being sung before this service, but the words in so many songs that talked about darkness being passed and, and light coming in. It's what happens when we understand the resurrection and understand that he is alive and understand that he's who he really is. And she was in this place of darkness, ignorant of the fact that the one who was able to meet her every need was standing right behind her. How many times have we been in situations of weeping and tears and sorrow? And again, we go through times, but we're never supposed to stay in those times. That was a good place right there for a good amen, Pastor. We're not supposed to stay in those places. And if we understand that the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings who is alive, the God of all gods, the King of all kings is right there with us. I believe our perspective would change. But she was in a place of darkness, and she was in a place of, of Scotia, and she was un, not, not really understanding the power of Jesus Christ. The one who had defeated death for her was right there in her midst. So many times we leave church when the one who was able to meet our knee was in church that day to meet us. It's sad as a pastor and in my position, I see different things. And it's sad to me that I know the anointing of God's in that place. And not just in church. I, I didn't say it. And we've, I've been casting vision to our people that there's going to be more salvations happening outside our doors than what even happens in here. And there's going to be a lot of people getting saved in this place. In our services. Amen. That's what's going to be happening. But again, the Spirit of God be there. And I know and I sense in my spirit the Spirit of God is drawing those to Him. And they walk out the doors. Still weeping, maybe not physically, maybe not showing it, but inside their hearts torn pieces. Inside, it's, it's difficult for them to even lay their head down at night and unsure about what would happen if they didn't wake up and where they would be. But the Jesus who's alive was right there for them. And this is what happens a lot of times. We try to feel the Scotia and the darkness in our life with other things other than him. 
I've, I've witnessed it too many times. You see them try to fill it with an alcohol or a drug or, or another person, and maybe the opposite sex, and, and, and maybe even the same sex, trying to meet a need and trying to fill and trying to cast light. But Jesus said this. He said, I am the light. <laughs> oh, man. In me, there's no darkness, nor shadow of turning, the word says. I mean, in him, he came to expel and to remove the darkness out of our life and to bring truth to our ignorance. I've been ignorant about a lot of things, still am, and I love it when God casts light on a situation for me, when God brings revelation out of his word and, and brings it into my heart, when I hear about what he's done. It's amazing to me. And here's the deal. We can't replace that with any other thing, but when we accept him, when we walk in and experience the resurrection celebration of Jesus Christ, it's like he walks in the room and flips on the light switch. And you're like, man, I didn't know I was this good looking. Amen. I didn't know, man. I didn't really know I was this powerful. If we just knew, and then when we experience his resurrection, how powerful is he? But she was in darkness, and I believe that's the first thing that a lot of times happens, and we'll use that a lot of times. We use that so many times to keep us where we're at. Mary was an incredible woman of God, and we're going to hear about it in just a second, but listen to this. Mary saw him being beaten. She saw him die on the cross and she heard the last words. And it's so easy for us to just see those things and maybe not remember what he said about us or what he said he was going to do. And it's the second thing that happens so many times. We look at the negative instead of the positive. So, so many times, and again, I'm not, I'm not making your negative be any more negative than what it already is. Amen? I'm not trying to, to put that thing in and make it like, like it's a big deal. If you're going through it, it's a big deal. And I know it is to you, and it is to God. But listen to me. So many times, it's so easy to focus on those things. So many times, it's so easy to us to look and, and to think about, man, all the bad that's happened. Mary saw the worst of Jesus, but she was getting ready to see the best of him. Amen. She was getting ready to see it. Think about this. She was thinking about him dying, saying it was finished, when right in front of her eyes was two dudes dressed in a big white robe. The Bible says it was white. This wasn't tied ultra clean. Amen. This wasn't shouted out. These guys wasn't glowing because of that. They were glowing because of the glory of God. They were right there, and she saw this and heard what he said, but yet they still, and she sat in this position, still weeping. Still weeping, still crying, still tore up when the king of kings was all there because she did this. She focused on the negative. Now today, I want you to do this. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to begin to see this. Begin to see the negative just beginning to drift away from you. Begin to see the negative just passing away from you because I got good news. Your life might be full of bad news, but here it is today. I got good news for you. Jesus is alive. And he's here today, and he's in this place to meet you right where you're at. But this is the case. You can't focus on the bad things anymore. If you'll know this, the mess you went through, God used it, and he can take this, and he can make it a message for you. He can take the test and the junk that we've went through, and we've heard this said, that he can make it a testimony for our life. 
But look at the positive, and here's the good news. And it outweighs everything else. It outweighs everything the enemy can throw at us. And I know some of you, again, you're walking through some darkness, and there's tough times. There's a lot of negative going on in your life, but it's about to change. Here's the deal. Jesus overshadows all those things. If you'll look to the resurrection of him, if you'll look to what he's done for you, if you'll walk in that power that God's provided for us, you can walk in this place today and walk out a different person because of what God's did for us. Here's a third thing, and I'm going to give it to you quick. You can't quit. <laughs> now, John, he's the one Jesus loved, and he was awesome and all that stuff. Yeah, he was Carl Lewis, speed demon. He was fast. It was lightning, all these things. But he didn't see Jesus first. It was only the seekers that saw them. The Bible says this about Mary. She went seeking him. She didn't quit. And here's the thing. You get a word like this and you hear something you, and you get an understanding and a revelation of God and who he is and something hits you and something comes against you. If you quit right then, you'll miss it. Peter and John went home but Mary hung around. Mary hung around. She said, no, I've got to know where they've laid him. I've got to know where my Jesus is. I've got to be in this place of where he is because you've got to understand who Mary is. You can understand the power. Bible talks about her being, cast, being, being uh, seven demons being cast out of her. Think about it. The seven demons. And some of you are like, man, I thought I was messed up. Seven demons cast out of her life. But she's the one that Jesus chose to reveal himself to first. And it's what will happen for us. When we just don't just, well, I don't believe all this faith stuff. I just, I quit. I go home. I'm just done with this. You'll miss him. You'll miss him. And, and the reason so many times you can have two people in the same service, hear the same song, hear the same message, uh, the same spirit of God be in that place, one encounter God and one leave the same way they came in because one was there to see him. Or even this might be the case. May have not even really showed up to really seek him or see him. But man, when you got there, maybe even just because it was Easter, you got there. And because you're here today, God has showed himself to you. And here's the deal. If you see him, Bethany said it before the drama, you'll be changed. If you, if you see him, you'll be changed. She was still in a place, and the Bible says this. Mary looked back, and she saw him. And, and a lot of times, we, we, we beat her down for that. Again, study God's word. Get into it, and it'll, it'll amaze you. She, she looked back, and the word says that she saw him. It's the word thoreo in the Greek, and it means this. It's where we get the word theater, and it's, it's actually as if we see something going on, and we're watching something. She didn't just see him and turn her head. No, she saw him. And she knew something was different about him. And, and, she, and she heard this the next thing. She heard Mary. Jesus called her name today. And I believe this today. I, 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 again, if, man, if you could have heard it this week, God called him by name. I'm not going to say no names because your name might be the one I call out and it's never to embarrass you. But I believe this today. The Spirit of God is calling you by name. And I believe every person in this room, under the sound of my voice, if he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of God is saying. I believe if you open up today, I believe he's saying your name. I believe he's calling you. And I believe he's speaking to you. And I believe if you'll listen to him, and if you'll turn back and you'll really see him for who he is, 
It, it is amazing what happened. It is amazing what God can do for you. It's resurrection power. It's restoration of life. It's, it's a rebuilding of something that was dead. It is, literally means to stand up again. And today in this place, as we celebrate the resurrection, there is resurrection power. And God does want to make you resurrection people where you walk in this and, you, where, the, and where you operate in this today. And if you're here today, and this is how bad it may be for you, you may be feeling like you're in the darkest place of your life. Just one word from him can change your situation. Just one word from him can turn it around because I love it. Thank you guys for singing it. He is alive. <laughs> Forever. Thank you. Forever. Amen. You don't have to do this. You don't have to worry about, well, maybe I'm going to give my life to this guy today, and maybe I'm going to try to walk in this thing, and, and maybe he's not going to be there for me. No, he is alive forever. From now until the end of time, from, from the day the sky opens up and he comes back to receive us who know him, he will be alive until that day and even forevermore. Amen. So be it. It settles it. We serve a risen God. Stand with me if you would, please. And I got good gospel news for you today. Regardless of your past, regardless of the situation of where you've been, and I'm so faithful that, that man, Jesus knew what he was doing. I, I know we already know that, but it's so amazing to think about it. He knew what he was doing when just a little lady named Mary, who had just a short time before that day, was possessed and had seven demons operating in her life. And Jesus chose to re reveal himself to her. There's nothing we could have done. Nothing we could do. There's no sin that could be operating in our life. No, no darkness can be so dark that the God we serve today can't shine light on your dark place. There's nothing too messed up. There's no sin too great that, that when we accept the love of Jesus Christ, the resurrection power of Jesus, that restores life into our dead place. Man, I love him. I'm so thankful for what he did for us. Beaten so we didn't have to be. Bruised so we didn't have to be. Crushed so that we don't have to be. Died so that we could have life today. The resurrection power of Christ is available for every person. Regardless of where we're at. The resurrection love of Jesus is available to everyone. But here's the thing about this. God creates us this way. A free moral agent where we have a free will and a free choice whether or not we receive it or we reject it, whether or not we refuse to walk in the light or walk in the darkness. The choice is mine, and the choice is yours today. It's ours. And this is what I know God wants to do today for each of you He wants to call you by your name. Just bow your heads for just a moment, if you would. And just, just for a second.
I can get up here and I can, I can, I can share his word and I can, I, can, I can bring truth into your life. But he can do so much more for you than I could ever do, will ever be able to do. But if today, if he'll just listen, he'll call you by name. Regardless of where you've been or what you've done, Today, I believe God wants to do a couple of things in this, in this altar today. If you first time in this church, the altar for us is not ever to make you feel uncomfortable, to embarrass you. It, it's something that God made available to us. It said altars where sacrifices happen. It said, it said the altar where encounters happen with Him. And I believe today in this place that God wants to bring salvation to you. I believe for some of you, you're in a place today of darkness. For some of you, it's spiritual. For some of you, it's physical. For some of you, it's financial. Some of you, emotional today. Wherever the darkness is in your life today, He is light. And where we cast Him and where we lift Him up, where we place Him, darkness is expelled and His love begins to shine. First of all, I want to ask this question. If you're here and you don't know Christ and you don't have a relationship with Him, not have you been to church or not do you go to church or not uh, you even read your Bible, do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? Do you know He's in your life and He's your Lord? If you're here today and you say, Pastor, I don't know Him, but I want to. I want to know the God you're talking about. I want to pray a prayer with you right where you're standing and right where you're at today. If that's you, I want you, and I count to three, just throw your hand up as high as you can throw it. And, and, and don't let anything, don't let the darkness do it. Don't let anything that you've been trying to replace it with, the, the light that God wants to shine, don't let that hold you back. God, I speak freedom today, God, for people to be obedient when you speak and call their name. Let us be like Mary, Lord. When you call her name, let us answer you. Father, today we ask you to do that now. One, don't hold it down, but you say, I want to know the God you're talking about. I want you to pray with me, Pastor. I, two, I, I want you not to hold it back, but if that's you and, and, and you want to accept Christ that I'm talking about, His love, I want you to raise it. Three, just shoot it up real quick. Thank you. If you can put it back down, thank you. Who else? There's more than that. I know there is. Amen. Who else? Praise God. Intercessors pray. Hallelujah. God I'm talking about is a God you can have a daily relationship with. I said there was two things there was one he wanted to do. There's three. Here's the second one. Some of you you, 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 you know the God I've been talking about. There was a relationship there at one time. And, and even like, like Mary, I mean, there was such a powerful walk and, and there was such a powerful relationship there. Even John, the one we talked about today, who loved Jesus, and he, he, was, he was really in a relationship with Christ. There was, there was such a bond there between those two guys. But he found himself in a place to where he couldn't even trust and believe the God that he once followed. And he went back home and miss the first encounter with Christ that he could have had. I don't want you to miss it today. I don't want you to miss it today. 
of you been in church most of your life and there was something there at one point it, it, but just because of things that have happened it just seems like the relationship is just not there anymore God wants to restore today he wants resurrection power that's something that once was alive and is dead today he wants to resurrect and restore and bring new life back to you if today if you're in this place and you say man I'm not in the relationship with him that I need to be and that I want to be I want you to do this Shoot your hand up real quick. I want to pray with you. Raise it up high. Thank you. Who else? Thank you. Who else? Praise God. Thank you. Who else? It's more than that. Amen. Praise God for that. Here's the last thing. It it won't have to be a long time, but I want to do this. I want to pray with you. Now, if you're in this place and you know him, you're in a relationship with him, but you're in a dark moment. There's tough times. I want you to know there's people in this church that want to pray with you, not beat you down, not push you down in any way, but to wrap their arms around you and just pray strength into your life. Pray that God will shine a light in dark places, and that's what he wants to do today. I want some of the prayer warriors to begin to step out and begin to come down here. I want you to begin to just walk down this place. Some of our leadership and pastors, I want you to just begin to walk down this way and, and, and just come and stand here with this front today. You don't have to raise your hand. In just a moment, we're going to open these altars up, and we want to pray with you. We want to pray with you. Now, as your hands are still bad, eyes still closed, I want to pray this prayer first. I want to say, I need that resurrection in my life. I need a relationship with him. I, I want to know him. I want to know him. He said this. If you can just confess your says to him, if you just confess that he's Jesus, he's Lord, he died for you, that God raised him from the dead. If you confess his sins and you believe that, life will be changed. So you can say something like this, Jesus. <laughs> Church, say that with me. Just say, Jesus, I give you my life today. I know that you died for me and that God raised you from the dead. <laughs> and I receive you today as my Savior. Forgive me of all wrong cleanse me today and help me Father to live for you Jesus name Jesus name give God a praise offering for that right now if you lifted your hand and you say God the relationship's not there where it was at there was once life and now I I want a restoration of that I want you to say this God I I come back to you now thank you for receiving me just like I am just like I am Regardless of what I've done wrong, regardless of of what has happened, your grace is sufficient, and I'll, I'll receive that today. Restore today. Let resurrection power be renewed in me today. Thank you for that. Hallelujah. Now, if you have a need in your life, listen to me. We got praying folks in this altar today that believe in this, believe in the God we're talking to. They just want to simply agree with you and believe for your need to be met. And, and this is it. If you're not coming down here, I just want you to stay in just a moment. Just, just stay in an attitude of prayer. Just stay in a place of prayer. Just keep your heads bowed, eyes, and just heads bowed and eyes closed. And just, just continue to pray. But if you need prayer for anything, if you're going through a situation and, and it seems like there's darkness, we're going to shine light on it today. And we're going to reveal hope today into your life. I want you to just begin to step out and move. And I want you to begin to just come down here if you would. If you raise your hand at any point or you just have a special need today and you want someone to just pray with you. Don't miss this today. 
Don't be like Peter and John. Don't, don't, don't be in the presence of the one who can change your situation and go home and miss him. Thank you. Come. Amen. If there's darkness in any area, financially, physically, spiritually, emotionally, let somebody pray with you. Let's shine, shine light on that today. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Man, if it's your first time here, nobody's going to make you feel uncomfortable and embarrass you, I promise. Hallelujah. Don't miss it. Don't go home and miss it when he's here. Hallelujah. This worship team's just going to minister and just sing. And as they do that, please, don't walk out and miss what he has for you.